Welcome to this day after Christmas, December 26th, 2021, with the First Love Ministries at the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois. Assistant Pastor John Nelson's sermon is titled today, Christmas in Plain Sight, Hearts. Our first scripture reading comes to us from Psalms 51, verse 1 through 12. And our gospel reading is Luke 2, 8 through 20. Pray this will be a joyful new year for you and wish you a happy new years. God bless and peace be with you. The scripture reading is from Psalms 51, verses 1 through 12. Let us listen to the word of God. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The reading from the Gospel this morning is from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping their watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy, for all the people to you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you that you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them, going, having gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem 
and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. And when they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as had been told to them. We had a wonderful celebration here Friday evening. Uh, had lots of people, lots of candlelight. It was beautiful. And as I said earlier, the Christmas season continues with more parties and more celebrations. But what is really important about Christmas? The importance of Christmas is that Jesus came to be living in this world. Jesus, God, came to live among us as one of us to be like us. To share the joys that we share. To share the hardships that we share. To share the sorrows and the grief that we share. So that when we look to God as our parent, when we think about God, and we recognize God's great power and majesty, we need to also remember that God understands what we're going through. God understands that what we go through is not always power and majesty. We have good times. We have celebrations. We have some tough times as well. That is the wonder of Christmas. That God has come into this world to be one of us. In Philippians 2, um, verses 6 through 8, it explains this incarnation of God. I'd like to read that to you. Who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Paul was talking about Jesus. Paul was talking about God. Who emptied himself to become one of us. And what does this incarnation mean for us? Well, God has made promises. And when God makes a promise, it is as good as done. Think about Abraham. God promised Abraham to give him and his descendants the land of Israel. 
And what did Abraham do? He got up from where he was living, packed his family and all his belongings, and he moved over to that geographical area where Israel is. God promised to give him Israel, the land of Israel, the land flowing with milk and honey. Now when Abraham got there, was that his? Not really. There was a lot of people living there who would say, no, this is our land. But Abraham went and he did as God promised. He expected God's promise to be fulfilled. And that's how God's promises are for us. God has made his promises. He has promised to forgive our sin. He has promised to help us. And they are done. Those promises are done. Let me give you an example of what um, I mean from my own life. A number of years ago, um, I felt a calling into chaplaincy ministry. To get into chaplaincy ministry, one needs to take uh, a number of courses, uh, units of clinical pastoral education. I packed up and moved myself to Bloomington, Illinois, and uh, worked at uh, Broman Hospital. Um, I think it's Advocate Broman now. Um, but I moved there to learn to be a chaplain. Now, what I didn't realize, and, and sometimes I still misspeak when I talk about this, that this is a course, this year's taught me how to be a chaplain. Well, it really didn't. Um, when we got there, there was four of us in, in the class, and we had a two-week orientation on uh, hospital procedures and what to do if this happens, what to do if that happens. And that's really the, the, the learning that we got. Because after that two weeks, they threw pagers at all of us and said, okay, folks, you're the chaplains for this hospital now. They expected us to go out and to be chaplains. And all we had was an orientation. Well, that's kind of how God is. He's given us, He's called us to do things in our lives. And each of us have a calling on our lives. He just expects us to do it because He's promised to be there and to help us along the way. Now, as the year progressed, um, it was at times a wonderful experience, and it was at times a very humbling experience. But I didn't, it didn't really change me. What changed was my perception of me. I wasn't any better of a chaplain, except I got some experience from it. But I realized at the end of the year, that I am indeed a chaplain. That's how God made me. That's how God put me together. That's what God has called me to do. To minister in that manner. <laughs> Always had it in me. It took CPE to bring it out. So that I could understand that it was in me. Let's look at Psalm 51 for a moment. 
verses 3 through 5, I'd like to refresh your memory on that. The psalmist says, For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned, and have done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence, and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. The psalmist recognized the innermost being of him or her. They knew that they were a sinner. But yet, they also knew that they had forgiveness in God. They knew that that was there. It wasn't really something that they were looking forward to because they knew it was there. They knew at that time, as we heard from the rest of the psalm, creating me a clean heart. They knew what God had promised was already there for them. My message this morning is based upon the the Advent in Plain Sight book that Jill Duffield has written that Pastor Jonathan has been using through Advent. And she uses a big term, which this is my opportunity to use a big term with all you folks. It's called prefigured action. And what that really means is, in prefigured action, we make our surroundings become that which God has made them. And so when we look around and we see um, poverty and distress and sickness and all that kind of stuff, the prefigurative action for us is to go in there and to bring God's blessings that have already been promised into that situation and make it the way God wants it. Um, I'd like to read a quote from uh, Pastor Duffield. She says, We already are redeemed. We already are saved. We already are courageous of heart and bold in faith. We already are children of God. We already are fishers of people. We already are makers of peace. We already are doers of justice, lovers of kindness, those who walk humbly with God. I feel my fearful heart becoming emboldened already. We already are all of those things. What we need to do is to realize that we are those things. Just like it took a year in training for me to realize that I am a chaplain. That was the gifts that God had given me. God has given each of you gifts. And you have them. Whether or not you may even realize them. We get stretched constantly. God has already acted. He has already blessed us. He has already promised to do great things through us. We need to realize the promises. We need to accept the gifts that God has given to us. 
We need to see who we are as the people of God. Knowing that God, as He blessed His people throughout history, Abraham's descendants indeed did get the promised land. Jesus came and died on the cross as a sacrifice for our sin, for the sin of the world. And that's done. That's been taken. As Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. God has given us gifts. He enables us to do His work in the world. We are His people. We can do this work. Behold, God has made all things new. And you all, each of you, are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. The congregation and visitors can now enter through the east or north doors. Our in-person service starts at 10 a.m. We do, however, ask that you keep your mask on while moving about in the building. In the sanctuary, there are two sections, one for vaccinated and one for unvaccinated individuals. The ushers will guide you to the section of your choice. Those in the vaccinated section can now sing without a mask. Join us at www.facebook.com slash slash and join our Monday First Press Jacks community group, which meets at 7 p.m. every Monday. This is a question, answer, and sharing group with the pastor. This is a private room, and you will be asked a few questions before entering to make sure you are a human and not a robot. Presbyterians with a Purpose is another program available at the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville for individuals needing to contact someone during these challenging times of the pandemic. You can visit that link. Just visit our homepage and find the link for Presbyterians with a Purpose. We also offer a Sunday live service starting at 9.55 a.m. You can visit www.firstpresjax.org donate and make your contribution there or send contributions to First Presbyterian Church, 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois, 62650. You also can contribute to your bank using bill pay. If an account number is needed, please use 870-870-870. Our phone number is 217-245. 4189. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. That's office at f i r s t p r e s j a x dot o r g. 